the MI Golf Podcast with Paul Kelly and Morris J. It certainly is. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to the MI Golf Podcast episode 58, MJ. Episode 58, version 3. Version 3. Why is it version 3, I hear you ask? Because, MJ, we have made a hash of two attempts at it. You see, basically what we tried to do was, we tried to do like a video version of the podcast, The Vlogcast. Um, the first time we did it up on my back bedroom, it was alright. Just okay, for a better, for a first go, it was alright. Yeah, exactly. But so, we thought we could do better. But the audio, the audio wasn't great now, yeah. so we uh, it was crackly and farty, so we had to do it again. So, we then moved to our what will be our new home. Uh, Hollywood Golf Club have very kindly allowed us to come live. From the Starters Hunt. From 2019. From 2019. So I went up and we did a wee version up there. We had the lovely lights with the lovely sound. Everything was cooking on gas. Yeah. Uh, then when it came to uh, edit the footage, I mistakenly deleted all the footage like a buck idiot that I am. Uh, smashed things around the house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and eventually thought, okay, well, that's... We'll, we'll stick with an audio one. So we'll stick with an audio one. So here we are for episode version three. Version three. Of 58. Uh, on the podcast this evening, Mr. Kelly. Yeah, I've caught up with Oma born Gareth Rafluski. He's a short game coach to world number one, Arya Jutanagar. European tour referee Andrew Snoddy gets us ready for the new rules change, which come into force in January, of course. And we've our usual review of all the amateur and pro news. We certainly do. So on with the show. The best prices on every round of golf with Hot Deals Tea Times, exclusively from Golf Now. Available at more than 1,600 golf clubs throughout the UK and Ireland. Hot deals save you up to 80% on thousands of tea times daily. Find the flame and save every time you play with hot deals only from Golf Now. Now, before we get on to uh, the main bulk of the pod, when we were up at Hollywood last week, uh, we had a bit of a funny Rory story. Because I was up sort of speaking to Paul Gray, who's the general manager, about using the starter hut to do the, the podcast stuff. And I walked into the pro shop and who was standing behind the counter? Serving Mars bars. Chewing the fat. Santa Claus. Ah, oh, flip me. I thought you were going to say it was Rory McIlroy. It was Rory McIlroy. Oh. So Rory was there. So I said, hello, what about your roars? All good. Yeah, chatting away. And um, and then I've sort of, I'm getting my Winter League card, you see. So I'm, That's I'm, right, because you're taking golf seriously. Oh, don't talk to me about the Winter League. <laughs> anyway, so um, so I'm getting my card and uh, Ricky, the, the assistant pro, is giving me my card and I'm paying my money and I didn't have my glasses on, right? That's right, and without your glasses... Without my glasses, I'm very blurry. <clears throat> yes. So uh, so I had my glasses on top of my head, so I'm, I'm farting about my card, and uh, and I hear, and Ricky, or Rory kind of says, uh, are you in the RNA, right? And I kind of, uh, I'm kind of looking at him, but I'm going, can't really see... Who's he talking is to? He, is he talking to me? And he's looking straight at me, so I'm thinking, he must be talking to me. And I kind of goes... Uh, well, no, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of media. I'm in the RNA media list, and and and, and he goes, all right, okay, okay, right, okay. So then I go, right. So then I finish doing my card, go outside. Uh, Rory comes out. We chat for a bit more. He's heading over to Harry's wedding and all this kind of right, stuff, right? right yeah. And um, and then he says, right, see you soon. Bye. Off he goes. Bye. So then I goes out and plays the Winter League, yes. nine holes, 19 points, not bad. All fair play. Right, comes back in, and then I'm sitting, and I'm sitting afterwards, and I'm this having... This is a, starting to bug you a bit. This is starting to bug me, and I'm thinking, why in God's name would Rory McIlroy randomly, out of the blue, ask me, am I a member of the RNA? And then you're thinking to yourself, 
Rob Portrush. Rob Portrush. Practice round with Rory. Practice round at the Open. Maybe he's going to be carrying. Could be. Is he going? Uh, this could be my moment. This could be it, right? So then I'm going, probably none of these things. So I goes to Ricky and I said, Ricky, were you talking to Rory about the Open or about the RNA? And he goes, no. And I went, what? He says, he, he said it to you. And I went, what did he say to me? He says, he asked you, were you in the RNA? And I says, why on earth would McElroy ask me out of the blue, am I in the RNA? And he said, because you're wearing a tank top with the RNA crest on it, <laughs> right? This is a tank top that I got out of a charity shop. Didn't even look at. Hadn't a clue. Hadn't a clue. Excuse me. A sleeveless sweater. A not sleeve, a tank top. A sleeveless sweater. <laughs> so my, That's so, why Rory thought you had done something with the RNA. To merit having this uh, yeah. tank top. And how much did you spend on oh, this? Oh, I think it was three ninety nine. Money well spent. Absolutely. And there, so I, I, it all made sense. Right. Subtly it all made sense. So uh, by the way, can we just clarify, you're not carrying for Rory? And, and no, I'm Rory not. No, he's not inviting me to St Andrews. None of the above. Six, yes. so I know. damn. I know, for that like hour and a half, I was going, you oh, thought God, this God, could God, be God, the God, chance. What's going on Anyway, on with the, the pro, pro news. news. So Louis Oosti is in cruise to a six-shot victory in the South African Open there at the weekend. Michael Hoy, Neil O'Brien and Gavin Moynihan, they all missed the cut. And would you believe, Morris, the final, finally, the final European Tour event of 2018 takes place this week. That's the Alfred Dunhill Championship. I think Gavin is scheduled to tear it up again. And would you believe now, when you look at Louis days and you look at that beautiful swing, you know, to be honest with you, I think it's... The best. That's good. It's nice so as good as it gets. easy. You know, that's his first South Africa. That's the first win he's had in that event, the South African Open. Yeah, yeah. It's his first win anywhere in 33 months. And he was a bit emotional at the end. Well, Louis, you've won your National Open. How proud of South Africa are you right now? Oh, very. Um, yeah, it's, it's been a... It was a tough four days, you know. I, th- I felt I kept everything together up until the end there. And, um, you know, played well today. I started poorly, but um, really came back nicely. A bit of a rocky start, but after that, you played some really good stuff. Yeah, I, I mean, I just did two bad T-shirts on one and two, and and looked up and I saw everyone really struggled the first few holes except except Brandon and um, when I saw his name up there I knew he was going to go for it and come for me so I needed to to dial in and, and, and get the good shots going again. Nice moment on the last there, hold that part in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah I mean um, lost concentration on 17 on, on a little one and, and um, I wanted to knock in the first one badly on 18 but I ran it by and just did a good putt yeah. Is two and a half years too long for a player like you to not win? It feels like ages, but last time I won, yeah. Um, I've had some issues with, with uh, things, you know, with, with um, my game and my body and stuff, but uh, I've been working really hard to get everything um, where I wanted to to be and, um, you know, I can push on from this and, and see if I can get a few more wins. Just a final word, to have a South African to win the trophy, what does that mean, do you think, to everyone here? Yeah, it's, uh, it's very special. Um, I mean, I, I knew in the back of my head, you know, winning the Open and the SA Open will, will be something really special. So two oldest Opens in the world. And, and um, you know, it, 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 it was, I think everything could see the emotion on 18. It was, it was really special. Absolutely. It was... 
totes of mosh, wasn't he? He was with few tears from a few tears. tears from the man. Oh, he's always been a class act. Like he should probably probably should have won the Masters. Maybe you could say mm. he's been close a few times. Yeah. So I just love the way he swings the club. It's so effortless. Lovely swing. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the PGA Tour, Graham McDowell and Emiliano Grillo finished second in the QBE shootout behind Brian Harmon and Patton Kazir. Uh, that event brings the PGA Tour year to a close. I thought that already wrapped around. Well, it's, it brings the year 2018. All right, so it does bring the, the year to a close. Yes, exactly. So it's part of the new season. Yeah. Uh, the Tour returns to action in Hawaii in January, which I think Rory's going to yeah, be at. I think he's going to play on first event of the year. Uh, far yeah. on. Roman Langask. Charles Schwartzel and Oliver Wilson they secured their places in the 148th Open where Morris? Royal Portrush after qualifying they got three qualifying places at South African Open on Sunday Oliver of course won the Irish Challenge at Conquerwood this year he did Get your uh, spectator tickets very soon. For the, Are there any left from the spectator days? Uh, for the, for the practice, practice days? days? I think there's still a few left there, but they'll be gone for Christmas presents. Christmas presents, exactly. Yeah. Uh, American Clark Dennis grabbed his fourth Stacia Tour title at the MCB Tour Championship in Mauritius. Uh, Dennis finished eight shots ahead of the field. Uh, McGinley was back in a tie for fourth, so a good place yeah, for Paul there. Right, yeah. uh, the Stacia Tour trundles on and has moved to the Seychelles. It's a hard life. Isn't that it? Mauritius followed by the Seychelles. <laughs> for the final event of the year. Uh, meanwhile, an Irish golfing legend called time on his tour career at the recent Costa Blanca Benidorm Senior Masters, Eamon Dorsey, at the age of 66, brought his professional career to a close with a brogy free round of 67. And apparently... Apparently... He was raging he at was 67. because he wanted to match his age. And finally, in this bit of pro news, Lisa Maguire and Leona Maguire were in tour school action over the last three or four days. That's pre-qualifier B... Leona finished tied second today on 17 under, so she goes through to the to the final uh-huh. Q school. That's next week. Um, unfortunately, Lisa missed out. She finished tied 42nd. So Lisa's going to have to try and find somewhere to play next year. Maybe she'll play a wee bit of Access Series events. And the European Tour Golfer of the Year has been announced as well, just today. Who That's else right. could it be other than... Francesco Molnari of course Italian what a year uh, the Open race to Dubai he won the PGA yeah, he, he was won the event over in America I can't remember which one it was Ryder Cup hero five first person to get five wins at a Ryder Cup first person ever ever wow. when you look at all the people that have done that they have a clean sweep and he was outstanding fair play to, fair play to the coach Dennis Pugh as well Oh, unbelievable. So, uh, well done to him, European Tour Golfer of the Year. At clubstohire.com, you can take all the hassle out of your golf travel and rent your clubs before you fly. Clubs to Hire offer the very latest sets from just £32 per week, including the brand new M4 clubs from TaylorMade. And Clubs to Hire have just opened three new locations in Australia. That's 26 locations worldwide. So wherever you're travelling to play golf, choose the easy option and hire your clubs at clubstohire.com. Now, Thailand's uh, area Jutanagarn finished the LPGA season as the undisputed number one player in the world. The 23-year-old won the Rolex Player of the Year, the Money Title and the Vary Trophy for scoring average. It was a dominant season and all done with the help of Omaborn short game coach Gareth Rafluski. And Paul caught up with Gareth for a bit of a chat. A quick, a quick recap, Gareth, please, if you could, on your, on your history and background. You grew up in Oma. That's right. So uh, spent pretty much uh, all of my all of my junior days there, and when I was eighteen, nineteen, went off to university in Liverpool. So uh-huh. I did engineering engineering at Liverpool and um, graduated from 
uh, from John Moore's. Did it, worked as an engineer for another year, and then uh, actually always wanted to play golf. I wanted to go to Q school when I was 18. But parents said, no, no, you're better off getting getting your education and stuff, you know. So <laughs> ended up uh, ended up just putting it off. And then as soon as I had my degree and everything, I said, all right, well, I'm, I'm going to go. So I played a bit of Challenge Tour, Euro Pro Tour, and then came out and played Canadian Tour. Okay. And that's how that's how I sort of got my base out here in Canada. Okay. And you 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 joined the PGF Canada over there then. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So after I had kind of finished up my playing, um, I joined the PGA and just started working with them and did my apprenticeship and all that there. You know. Okay. Okay. And, and when did you start focusing on the short game, Gareth? You know, it was probably I think it was. 2005 I think it was and at that time I had been doing a wee bit of teaching um, where I was in Toronto and there's all these great swing instructors you know and I just thought if I was going to be anyway decent uh-huh. in, in the area that we were in because like Sean Foley was you know you know a couple of uh, couple of courses up the road for me there's a couple other great instructors you know uh-huh. so I just decided you know I'm going to just spend I'm going to be different I just I decided I'm, all I'm going to work on is short game. Yeah. So I basically studied. Um, ever since then, I basically said I'm not doing any work on full swing, and I just focused on short game and putting. Okay. You know, so um, wasn't too long that I got a couple of decent players, and then yeah, you know, kind of word 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 kind of spread that you know this is somebody doing something different. Okay. So uh, in terms of, of of how much time you would spend actually on tour at the minute, are you? Are you out on tour quite a lot, or do they do your players come and see you more often? Both, you know, both the players will come come and see me. You know, a couple of players there came from Spain and up from uh, Florida a few times. But I'm on tour probably about 15 weeks of the year. Okay. Um, mostly with the girls. Okay. Um, mostly with the LPJ girls because I I coach way more girls than I do guys now. Okay. Any any particular reason for that? As opposed, is it just that that's where your niche is? <laughs> it's a good question. Like I think probably five years ago, if you had said, "Oh, there's an LPJ girl," I'm like, "Ah, sure, no problem." You know, I wouldn't have really I wouldn't have thought much of it because I always wanted to work, you know, PJ tour and European tour. Yes. Um, but I just decided. Um, one girl contacted me, and I had a great time with her, and she doubled her money on tour, and then. You know, somebody else heard, and then she got, she did well on tour, and she made more money, and then just kind of snowballed from there, and and uh, everybody uh, everybody just started getting better, and then all of a sudden I was just getting more and more requests. So this year, um, I worked with 32 LPJ players. <laughs> so so it kind of I kind of developed a bit of a niche uh-huh. on tour, you know. Brilliant stuff, and and obviously one of those one of those people that you're working with is is Aria. No, no. So so I started with Aria three years ago, and it was kind of fun because she was sixty sixth in the world uh-huh. when I started with her. Yeah. So she wasn't the player that everybody knows. Uh-huh. So it was it was kind of fun because we were able to sort of work together and. And then, you know, I got to see firsthand her, obviously, getting to world number one the first time. Yes. And then uh, the, the troubles then, and then getting back to world number one and being the better player that she is now. So it's been it's been a really fun ride. 
it's it's an interesting one how she's dominated this year altogether and everybody talks about her long hitting and she definitely can hit a ball but I presume her scoring is what's improved considerably this year. Absolutely. Her you know, she's phenomenal around the greens. She's a fantastic wedge player. We work a lot on her bunker game because her bunker game was kinda of so so. Uh-huh. So we spent a lot of time working on her bunker game and now it's it's coming up to it the rest of her game and uh her putting's just been getting better and better every year. We've just really worked. We've worked a lot on our putting, you know. Okay. So she's number one in putts per green regulation this year. Unbelievable. And with her length, with her length, that you know, that's uh, that's a deadly combination. And that's the thing, you know, if you if you've got a player with all that power and they can putt, you know, <laughs> and license to print money. She seems very humble. Oh, she's phenomenally humble. Like it's. You know, I don't know if you've seen that interview that she did, and they asked her what was the best thing about her year. Yeah. And she said it was my sister winning. Uh-huh. You know. So no, she's she's um, she's brilliant, absolutely brilliant to work with and work for. You know, and she's um, hardworking, but yeah, she she's no ego about her at all. She just every day it's about getting better. And one of the very cool things is if she wins a tournament, she'll show up. We always see Monday morning first thing. She'll show up Monday morning at the next tournament, ready to go. Okay, how do we get better? How do we get better? How do we get better? Very good. You know? Yeah. Where you think, you know, if somebody somebody showed up to an event, to a coach, they'd be like, all right, coach, don't touch me. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Everything's wonderful. Don't even even say anything. Yeah. And from your point of view, obviously... In, in terms of your career and in terms of your profile, having up the world, the world number one and, and doing what you've done this year must have must be incredible for you. And also, the question is, can you help many more? 32 is a lot of players. No, I can't help any more. <laughs> and it was just sort of one of those. So I, I basically coach eight players on tour. Yeah. And then if I have time, I, I kind of, you know, I have a lot of girls asking, hey, can, can you spend an hour or two? So yeah. I'm just sort of, Seeing if there's another player out there that you know that I get a really that I have a good connection with that I think I have the potential to, to make a big impact, you know. Yeah. Okay. Uh, um, and that and that's why it's just sort of you know I'll I'll dabble while I'm working with some of the other you know some of the other players here an hour here an hour there you know and and there's a couple that I've you know that I've worked with that'll say you know what I think I think we'll we'll do full time next year with them because I see the opportunity there and I could see them really. You know, really stepping up their games. Brilliant, brilliant. In, in, in terms of, of your own development, Gareth, it must seem a long way from Oma to where you are now. Can you can you tell me to begin with the name Reflitz, Refluski? Is that the way you would say it? Yeah, we would say Refleski at home. Ref, Refleski. You know, but sometimes okay. when I'm out here with the with the Americans, I have to have to Americanize it like Greg <laughs> McDowell, maybe. Uh, I'd say Refluski. You know. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, um, yeah, so it's a wee bit, um, yeah, so so my grandfather um, was a pilot in okay. the RAF. Oh, brilliant. And he flew, and he was Polish. So yes. Royal Air Force flew and ski, Rafleski. So Very good. Um, we, think the na- we think the name's made up. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Understandable. <laughs> What's next for you? I'm really just I'm, I'm very happy working working with the players that I have you know like 
you know, areas Eric could be that type of player that could be um, a type of Annika career, you know? Okay. Oh yes. She dominate. She, she's 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 that good. Um, like even last week here, you know, she did not play well. I, I, I'm gonna say that it was her probably her C game, um, and she was top five. Okay. You know, so like if she plays well, she's gonna absolutely kill it. She's only 22 years old, um, and and now she's got comfortable in the spotlight. You know, yes. um, she she could have one of those careers that you know could go down in history. Uh-huh. You know, so okay. uh, my job is just to make sure that she she plays better. So um, for now, I'm I'm basically gonna stick stick with the girls. Yes. Unless uh, unless Roy McIlroy calls me help, then, then maybe that'll be a different story. Hey? <laughs> That's the one, isn't it? That's the one. You know, you know, you know. There's a lot of like a lot of guys. You know, everybody said, "Oh, you should go out and work on the PGA Tour." Yeah. And I have very little interest in working with a lot of the guys, except for that one or two special players that you think, wow, you know, when you look at them, you're like, I know I could really help that guy. Andrew Morris Golf now offers 12 months interest-free credit on everything bought online and in store. New golf clubs or that electric trolley you've been dreaming of for as little as £30 per month. Drive the extra mile to drive away happy. Check out andrewmorrisgolf.com for full terms and conditions. Andrew Morris Golf on the web and and at Laganview Golf Centre, Lambeg. You never know the minute there's a boy from Oma who's coaching the world number one lady. Yeah, it's one of those things. I got a I got a wee message from somebody who's a listener to the podcast. Sent me a wee DM. Just uh-huh. saying, Paul, there's a boy from Oma coaching. And I went, who? Rafluski? Uh, oh, the, the famous the, Rafluskis from, from Oma. Oma. Now, it turns out I have since done a wee bit of research and the Rafluskis are quite... Famous Anoma, surprisingly <laughs> well, enough, the be. name like Rafluski. <laughs> uh-huh. But no, at the time when you're searching on the internet looking for Oma-born coach, it doesn't come up Rafluski. And then I had to do a wee bit more hunting into the deeper into the interweb. Uh-huh. And that's when he came up. Fair play to him, just shows you. And he would maybe make the change from the ladies. He's very happy with the ladies at the minute. However, he might make a change for one Mr. McElroy. One, two very special players, I think, is all he uh-huh. did. For. Because he thinks he could maybe help out he there. He thinks he could help. He says he thinks there's, there's a couple of things that he's looking at. He says, I'm looking at him and I'm thinking, I know I could help that man. Well, for version one of this episode, I uh, promised to pull out some stats uh, on the sort of the, the Irish players That's for this right. year. On version two... Um, did. I, I did actually get some stats. First of all, I didn't bother my backside. No, no. Version 2, I did have some stats. Now in version 3, I've yeah. since bend it and uh, <laughs> I don't have them anymore. But I was, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, but there were some remarkable stats on the PGA uh, side of things. Yes. <clears throat> now, this, you know, the European Tour and the PGA stats are kind of mixed together because the co-sanctioned events and all that kind of stuff. So it's hard to you know, say one against the other. However, um, I pulled out some of Rory's stats for the PGA last season, 2018. And the one or two that really jumped out for me were, um, he was number one in driving distance, 319.8 yards average. So number one. For a wee lad. For a wee lad. Uh, He was, the the, the funniest ones were the putting stats, right? Because on a Saturday, he's the best putter in the PGA Tour. That's right. On a Friday, 
He was something like 157th. <laughs> he doesn't put well on Fridays. Tell me why I don't like Fridays, Rory. I know, because so Rory's what's a crack. Yeah, you know, it's, yeah. It's, it's, it's all psychological. But it's not amazing. That's, and, and that's uh, and even for for a stat. Yeah. Even to sort of collect that kind of data. <laughs> thought it was the other one that kind of struck me was kind of in the sh- in the short game and the approach uh, wedges, yeah. from 50 to 75 yards. He was well up there. I can't remember what number he was, but he was, you know, he was, or sorry, well down there. Well he, down he was well he was down. Poor, so early. he wasn't great at 50 to 75 yards. Yeah. But 125 to 150, I think yeah. it was, he was like number, was he number, was he number one? Uh, he was good anyway. He was well up there. Yeah, and then there was one where he was the best ever. Well, that was approaches greater than 275 <laughs> yards. <laughs> Which consisted of one shot the whole season, and I think only other, and he's the only player to achieve a green from that kind of range. So he was naturally number one. But it's it's just, I I love that stuff. You you are a stats man. As we were saying before, the whole stats thing now, really see the tie ups with the whole batting industry now. And that's that why was, that's that's, that's, that's why the, that whole now. match thing between Phil and Tiger was all about gambling, oh. and it's been deregulated in the states. And really, see they'll all be wandering about with their sponsored by Bet Three Six Five. Anyway, far on. Yeah, next year we'll bring with it a new set of golfing rules, Morris. You're going to have to get the books out, get up to speed. There's been some significant changes. You don't, for example, have to take the flag out when you put. Yeah, we know that one. Yeah, yeah you, you can take a drop now from knee height. Which you always, well, which we weren't allowed to do our shoulder height, but you were pretty much there anyway. And you're only going to have three minutes to search for a ball, which is still too long if you ask me. So to point us in the right direction, we have Andrew Snoddy, a European tour referee and tournament controller on the line to guide us through some of the points that may cause a bit of confusion. Yeah, thanks very much, Paul. Thanks, Morris. Thank um, you. Thanks for having me on. Well... Andrew, listen, we've, we've talked about a couple there. So from your point of view, and, and you'll be trying to manage these professionally on tour, what are some of the ones that you think people are really going to have to watch out for and, and be aware of for next year? Um, I, I think um, w- one of the big changes, Paul, is measuring um, the area we drop in. Uh, traditionally, um, well, it's, it's still going to be the same, either one club length or two club lengths if you're using a club length option but it must stay within that one club length or two club length area uh, where previously the ball could strike the ground and roll up to two club lengths. It must stay within um, that one club length area. Okay. The, the the club you need to use to measure um, is, is the driver. You can use any club, um, but, but it's suggested that you use the driver and the only one you can't use, or sorry, the longest club in your bag at that time, sorry. So the driver... Um, and it cannot be a putter. Um, there's, there's nothing to stop you taking out a seven iron, okay. but what you have to be careful of is if you drop the ball and it rolls, um, as long as it would still be within a driver length, so you, you could end up penalising yourself by if you drop the ball and rolled outside, say if you'd used a seven iron, but it was within the driver length, and then the ball would essentially be in play, you would pick it up and then you would be under a penalty of one stroke and have to replace the ball. So you know, it, it's in there, and I, I would advise anybody that's measuring their club lengths just to use the longest club in their bag, so a driver, or if they don't carry a driver, a three-wood. That, that's maybe one of the ones that amateurs are going to have a bit of trouble getting their heads around, as you say, and just, you know, they may not be quite aware of that so quickly. Some of the ones that are a bit more famous, you know, the, the knee height and the flag and all that kind of stuff, is easy to get the message across, but that's one they're going to have to really pay attention to. 
Yeah, I, th I think that, and you know, also um, when you, like, for instance, if you're going back in line out of dropping out of a water hazard, or, or using that back in line method, keeping the point where it last, the ball last crossed the margin of a hazard in line with the flag. Um, previously, you just went back on that line, and as long as you were on that line, if you dropped the ball. Um, that's fine, even if it went forward a, a small bit, as long as it doesn't roll outside the two glove links, you're fine. It wasn't, you know, it can actually, essentially, it could have rolled slightly closer to the hole. But now you have to pick a point. So you should use a tee peg, uh, put the tee peg in the ground. So once you've come back in line, you then pick another point where the ball cannot go forward from. Um, you don't have to put the tee peg in the ground. Again, it's not, it's not a must. But the problem then, when you drop the ball, if the ball goes any way forward, you're in a redrop situation. So it's much easier, you know, especially when, when you know, when we get to January 1st, to you know mark your position where you're going to drop if you're on, dropping back online, and then mark out your one club length or two club length area that you're going to use, so that you know, you know, essentially where where the ball is, and you're not going to play from from a wrong place. And what about if it rolls outside that area repeatedly, Andre? What happens then? Um, so if you drop it twice, so, you know, as you spoke about dropping it from knee height, um, we had a seminar uh, or like a, a workshop with the RNA um, about a month ago uh, at Wentworth. And, you know, they're hoping obviously that the, uh, the dropping it from knee height significantly reduces the amount of times you're going to have to redrop because obviously the ball doesn't travel as fast. Yeah. So if you drop it twice and it rolls outside that area, it's just the same as before. You just place it on the spot yeah. Yeah. that you know where it last hit the ground on that, um, or sorry, where it first struck the ground um, on the second drop. Yeah, Andrew, you're talking there about um, in line and, and taking penalty drops. Is it true now that? It, some clubs will be able to put in, in place a local rule um, that if you hit out of bounds, um, instead of automatically taking shot and distance, you will be allowed under local rule to go down and, and drop a ball at the point that it crosses your out of bounds marker and play it under a two-stroke two -stroke penalty. Uh, yeah, you can. Yeah, that can be brought in as a, as a local rule. Um, how, how often that's going to be used, Paul, I, I, I don't know. Um, off the, exactly. off the 11th day at Hollywood, when I slice it into the woods every single time, it'll be used every week. <laughs> yeah, well, I, th I think probably, you know, is that, a, is, that a bound, is that an out of bounds? Is out of bounds on the right, yeah. Is that an out of bounds, yeah, because what, you know, what, what they are bringing in this year, so instead of uh, your sort of lateral water hazards and your water hazards, you're now going to have penalty areas. Okay, well, so, um, doing away so with, if you, they're doing away with the yellows and reds, really. Well, no, you still you still will have them, but they're just called penalty areas. Okay. So if you you know if, uh, the, the, this rules modernisation has come from, you know, uh, like uh, personally, I've had sort of interactions with Andy McPhee and John Paramore who have sat on on the board, you know, with all the the different governing bodies and, and rewriting this. So they sort of went back, stripped the rules back to what what they first started out at, and looked how they evolved, and then looked around the world how different countries maybe use the rules, maybe not how they're written in the book, but try to incorporate them now in this modernization process. So places like the desert in like Arizona, um, it's very clear, you have very clear boundaries of grass and then you're into the desert. Mm -hmm. So to help speed up play, 
they, they played a thing. It wasn't a rule of golf, but they played the desert rule. So if you hit your ball into the desert, you could just treat it like a lateral water hazard. You know, yep. ball last across the marginal hazard and drop out from there. That obviously you couldn't really do that because there has to be water in it. Um, <laughs> previously, so there's not a lot of water in the desert. So that wasn't, that was a sort of a cheating way around it, but to help pace a play. So what the RNA have done now in the USGA, they, they've come up with this penalty area. So that if you have an area on your golf course or areas that you deem that, you know, if you had it in there, you're, you're still dropping out. You're still costing yourself a one-shot penalty. Uh-huh. So you're not getting away with it for free. But if it helps speed up pace of play, so if you had a golf course, um, I don't know, for instance, I play at Mazarin, now the left-hand side of the 17th and right-hand side, you've got a forest you play through. You could essentially put, you know, red stakes down there and play that like a hazard. I'm not saying that's the best way to do it or suggesting they should do that. Yeah. But, you know, when you have those areas on golf courses to help try and speed up as a play, you know, a penalty area can be any area that the committee defines. Very good. Well, there, there are times I put two OB with a slice. So, you know, for the, for me, certainly, if that was the case, and I go, I walk up to that, yeah. you know, 170-yard mark after my drive, <laughs> it's, it's going to make it easier. One other rule that um, could potentially be a friendly one for amateurs, Andrew, uh, two-shot penalty if you take it out of a bunker. In other words, you don't have to play it. You can lift it out yeah. of a two-shot penalty. Yeah, you can, you can drop back in line. So uh, you could always declare a ball unplayable in the bunker, but you always had this under a penalty of one stroke. You had your options. You could either go back to where you previously played the stroke from or back in line or two club links, but that had to be within the bunker. Now what you're being allowed to do is you can take a two-shot penalty and come out of the bunker back in line. Now, you might have to play over the bunker or play sideways. But again, that, that that's another thing that they've looked at, something that probably won't be used in professional golf or high-end amateurs. But... Um, it, it is something that might be used, you know, somewhere <laughs> like the, the road hole bunker and uh-huh. or something like that. Who's going to be the when first pro to have to do it? That'll be a belter. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, that that that's there as an option now that, you know, yeah. you know, instead of hacking around in the bunker or, or people that struggle with bunker play, that they, you know, they have that option. But they are going to pay two shots to... Um, to get out of the bunker. Well, can you imagine going down St Andrews? You've got three shots, three shot lead. You're playing the seventeenth and eighteenth. You bury it in the front of the road hole. You take it back. You take a two shot penalty. Get up and down for a par. Now you've one shot lead going up the eighteenth. Might, might be worth doing, wouldn't it be? In terms of yeah, things. yeah. Listen, so. Andrew, in terms of dealing with the pro players, I presume now that there's been a lot of work done, or there will be a lot of work done over the next while, trying to get them up to speed. Um, yeah, Paul, basically, um, our season starts next year in Abu Dhabi, uh, Dubai and Saudi Arabia. So we there'll be extra staff going to each of those events. Um, and also two members of the RNA will be joining um, that from the Rules and Modernization Committee to come down and, you know, explain to the players. So, um I think I haven't got my dates totally, but to go to Dubai and Saudi Arabia, I'm going to be going down a couple of days probably early and then can spend time with the players on the range or on the course and, and try and help them so that, you know, when it comes to first day off and first tournament, as soon as they have a shot, everybody's scared <laughs> that they don't know what to do. So I think there will be, um, especially in Abu Dhabi, a bit of that maybe at the, at the start with, with players being, you know, really not sure on what to do, but, yeah. you know, there's going to be plenty of staff on hand to help with that. I thought you were going to bring them into the classroom and you would have a mortarboard on and maybe give them a wee lecture, you know. 
Uh, no, no, <laughs> definitely not. I, know, I think um, I, it moves around so quickly and we haven't got anything sort of in place at the minute to do that. And then you've got Christmas and then we're, we're straight into that. So it's it's going to be interesting for the first couple of tournaments, but I'm sure they'll get used to it pretty quickly. Brilliant, brilliant. Andrew, listen, thank you very much for pointing us in direction. I presume your advice to everybody, including your amateurs and professionals, is get your hands on one of the new rules booklets that are about the clubs. Yeah, and, there's, and, a, there's, a, a, there's a player's edition. Every golf club should have them now. And... and uh, also, there's you know some great information on the RNA website, which is www.randa.org. Go on there. You know, there's rules quizzes. You know, stuff there. Twenty of the must-know rules changes for 2019, and you know, have a look at that. There's there's twenty there that you know are, are the big crux of, of what the changes have been made. Um, sorry. To, keep going but there, there was one more you were asking about players that you know I, I think at this time of year with so many leaves being out on the golf course uh-huh. if a player accidentally moves a ball now during a search so if you're if you've hit your ball in the rough and there's a lot of leaves around your ball's buried previously if you go around and you kick your ball or mm-hmm. touch your ball you know the, the, the ball's going to have moved in some way mm-hmm. so you're going to be liable for a penalty now if it's during a search and you're looking for a ball and you accidentally move your ball all you have to do is replace the ball, and there's no penalty for that. So I think that's that's one, especially at this time of year, is uh, is going to be a major benefit to people. Brilliant, Andrew. Andrew, thanks very much for coming on, and good luck for the rest of the season. I know you've a trip to South Africa coming up, and uh, Merry yeah. Christmas to you as well. Perfect. Thanks very much, Paul. Thank, Thank you. Thank you. Have a good Christmas. Bye Get the best prices on every round of golf with Hot Deals Tea Times exclusively from Golf Now. Available at more than 1,600 golf clubs throughout the UK and Ireland. Hot deals save you up to 80% on thousands of tee times daily. Find the flame and save every time you play with hot deals only from Golf Now. On with the amateur news, please, Mr Kelly. As you might imagine, Morris, it's in the depths of winter. There's not a lot of golf being played except for the winter leagues, but there's been a whole lot of sort of information dripping out of the various unions over the last while. Just a wee note on on numbers playing golf in Ireland over the last while. Currently, the ladies, in the ladies' side, the female side of golf, they noticed a wee increase. That's only 1%. There's now somewhere in the region of 39, nearly 40,000 girls and women playing golf. Things are pretty flat for the men. There's still about 126, nearly 127,000 men. But there's been a drop in boys' membership, which is worth pointing out. It's about 4% has dropped in boys' membership since last year, which I think is a bit worrying. So they need to do a bit more to encourage the youngsters to I get involved. I think there's been a lot of work done over the last few years on women's golf and getting girls into golf. It's worked very well. And I think we need to see people start moving towards, let's try and get our, our, our young men and teenagers playing golf again. The GUI have also released their fixtures and venues for 2019, thankfully. Uh, La Hinch Golf Club will host the South of Ireland Championship, the Dubai Duty Free Irish Open next July, and the Men's Home Internationals on the 11th to the 13th of September. So what's the crack there with La Hinch? Why is it getting all can, the gigs? Can you imagine the members? Any chance of getting playing? <laughs> well, surely the members would have would have been approached before I think this. They must have, but like that's taken a wee bit too far. County Sligo will be the venue for the Flowgas Irish Amateur Open on the sixteenth to the nineteenth of May, and Beaver Park will host the Irish Seniors twenty second to the twenty fourth of May. Yeah, all the GIA provincial councils held a sort of ADMs or 
AGMs is what he used to call them, Morris. And a couple of things worth noting. From 2019, a new All-Ireland gold medal competition will be introduced. And also in 2019, the Pierce Purcell Shield will revert to foursomes. Congratulations also to our own Tom McKibben, Finn Dobbin and Keaton Morrison, who won their respective Ulster Branch Order of Merit titles in 2018. And my club, the RNA, has committed to provide <laughs> £2 million to the Golf Foundation over the next four years to support its drive to inspire more young people to play golf, just what you were saying there, and to increase the retention of juniors within the sport to boost membership. The Golf Foundation will give over 2 million young people the chance to try golf for the very first time using its Try Golf and Street Golf participation initiatives, which is all good to hear. And that's pretty much it. It's uh, we've we've tried to make it as succinct as possible uh, for the NI Golf Podcast episode fifty eight. Last one of the of twenty eighteen, MJ. Definitely. We wish you a merry Christmas. Yes. We wish you lots of vouchers. Vouchers all right. We wish please. you a park caddy <laughs> and everything else you want. Uh, so thank you for listening this year. It's been a, a busy wee year. Next year we have big plans, but then we always do every year. We do. But then next year is slightly different. It is. There's a, there's a wee thing happening in Port Rush. Yeah, I think it might be six months of build up and then all hell break loose for a week. Uh, so we are launching our uh, vlog cast slash video, whatever we're going to call it. Yeah. Uh, we have our new home that's coming live from the Starters Hut at Hollywood. Exactly. Very uh, sublubrious. Yes, that for a we'll have lots of guests. So we're going to try and do like a, a, a video version on YouTube for about 15 minutes each episode yeah. and then we'll do the normal podcast with the extended okay. interviews because yeah. there's more, ch- more more time to do those in the podcast. Exactly. And keep in uh, touch now with us because we're still on Facebook and Twitter and there's about two pictures on Instagram. There is, yeah. So uh, at, at NI Golf, Golf Podcast, podcast on yeah. Twitter, uh, NI Golf Podcast on Facebook, same yeah. on Insta yeah. and stuff. So, uh, we'll, be, we'll be still be posting away over the next few months. So uh, keep in touch. We'll be back. Uh, who knows when we'll be back. We'll, we'll be back when we have something to talk I about. suppose early... March, February, March, Mars, when season starts to wind up again. I would say so, yes. Yeah, uh, what about golf and guitars, Mars? We oh yes, golf, golf and guitars. I uh, forgot about that. Yes, we uh, now have it officially confirmed that we will be returning in 2019 with our charity event, which is called Golf and Guitars. Uh, we had the first one last year, uh, that's 2017, up at Hollywood. Um, thanks to all the sponsors and players and contributors and donators, we managed to raise £11,500 for the Mary Peters Trust. Which, by the way, helps to get young sports people into to their sports exactly yep. into golf uh, so we're doing it again this year next year 2019 it's going to be at Dunmurray this time that's right it's on the 23rd of August I think that's a Friday I think yep. it's around about 23rd of August it's going to be a shotgun start this time Yeah. yeah. Uh, 2.30 in the afternoon four balls will go like hotcakes they hopefully. will so if you want to play this year uh, do get on whenever we put the booking up on the Golf Now sites do get on there quick uh, last year it was amazing we had the, some celebs we had the McFadden fella and yeah, we had Keith Duffy. Keith Duffy and they played and then we had a gig at night and Eric Bell from Thin Lizzy played for us yeah. and Did we had an all-star well. band and everything. So, uh, yeah. so yeah, it was, a, it was an amazing event and we managed to raise loads of dough for Mary Peters. So if you can, please do uh, get involved this year. As I say, once it goes up, I'll let you know, give you all the details, but it was fab yeah. last year. Have a good Christmas, everybody. Have a good new year. If you're playing Winter League, good on you. <laughs> you legend. Unlike some who've lapped out. <laughs> and uh, and you want to, so what about our, our, our golf bag yes, winner? Yes, our golf bag winner, Dave O'Sullivan down in Cork. Dave, we did promise Dave he would get it before Christmas. And Dave got our, it. Good to our word, he got good. it. Good. The post office did the job. They delivered. Thank you very much. Dave was delighted with it. He is considering posting it, not back to us, right. but leaving it in his golf club. All right.
right, okay. For everybody. Can we display? As a wee display. Very good. Fair play to Dave. Congratulations. And he got his photograph of Rory signing it as well. I did send a picture to him. Good, good, good. Right, so that's it from us. As I say, have a happy Christmas, a great new year, and we'll talk to you on the other side. Cheerio. See you now. Have a good one. Right, don't touch me. See you. Shaking that ass. Shaking that ass.